We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to load out on all things basketball. Back again. Still got some NBA action going on. It won't be back next week. The NBA will be done, but we'll talk about what we got left here on today's episode. Also diving into the WNBA. Some of the things going on within All-Star Weekend. We're not making our All-Star picks yet, but talking about some contestants that we could that we could see in the three-point contest and in the skills challenge. So we'll run through that today for you. Talk about some of the teams and where they rank amongst the WNBA's elite and the lesser uh, here in this episode. So quite a bit going through and obviously examining this last bit of the NBA finals. Uh, and with it or quit it, back to me today. So I got the questions right here ready to go for Mr. Beach. I don't know if he's ready, but we'll find out here in just a second. We're ready, man. Let's do oh, it. He's ready. We'll dive right into this <laughs> this basketball talk today. All right, BJ. We're down to what I hope and believe is the last game of the NBA Finals, uh, mainly because I've got a bet that it ends in six. <laughs> so, <laughs> no Still on who, that. Still yeah, on that. Yeah, no matter who wins it, but now it needs to be the Warriors. I need Warriors in six. So I don't good, want this good thing to basketball go out the window. You're just like, okay, please let it pay off. I don't care who wins. Just let it end in six long gone, long gone. Don't, don't care any about who wins this. Well, I mean, I take that back. I care about who wins. Cause it has to be warriors in six now yeah. for me to win. <laughs> so ahead of that, it was, you know, anybody who wins in six, but uh, warriors versus Celtics tomorrow night, as we record here on a Wednesday um, for the most part, as far as like the averages between the two teams and kind of what their, you know, main things have been doing, it's been kind of, it's been kind of a line throughout this series, you know, points per game, you know, only, you know, a basket apart, 103 and 105 rebounds neck and neck with each other, 43 a game versus 41 a game, uh, assists per game, pretty close to each other as well. Uh, 25 for the Celtics and just shy of 23 for the Warriors. Um, BJ, it's been a good series. Yeah. Um, the only weird thing that I would note is that every single victory along with, I guess you would say the rest of the playoffs, but those were more so blowouts. Uh, they've all been by double digits. And yeah. <laughs> the funniest part is the last two have been exactly by 10 points. Imagine if you were a guy, you know, placing a bet, whether it's a live bet or a bet before the game that, you know, Golden State was going to win by 10 the past couple of games. 10 or more. Are you 10 to 12 points yeah, or something yeah. like that? You cash, cash. Well, that's, and, that's and you're crazy. sweating it out because in both those games, it was like 15 to 16 points with like a minute to go and then a couple like garbage time buckets that, you know, cut it to within 10. But 
at the same time you're you're thinking oh man i gotta sweat this out because it can't be too much but it can't it can't can't get too close to the to the margin so yeah it's uh it's it's a weird series oddly enough you know you see the averages are pretty close together but boston they're so up and down yeah hey let's go through boston's total points in each game so far shall we game one yeah 120 game two 88 game three 116 game four 97 and it didn't trend back up like it had been no down 94 in game five does it go back up or do they just kind of fall off a cliff here uh bj what have you liked the most about this series and does it end tomorrow night i i like what i saw from the defenses in game five it looked to me like you know we kind of finally got you know a lower scoring game than we had the past few times what i've kind of really been surprised by you know what has been the catalyst for boston this year uh is not having to rely on tatum you know and, and having his teammates help him out around him we were talking, you know, last week in, in the last episode, Drew, about Tatum and, and how much he was going to be able to contribute and whether Boston, if, if he could get his shot going, if they were going to win the series, you know, and you look at game three, he was uh, nine of 23. That's not great, but the Celtics do end up getting the victory because they were able to, you know, overcome that as a team and more guys stepped up and, and put up points in game four drew eight of 23 for Tatum four of eight from deep in a 23 point effort. He had 26 in game three, but the warriors just had an absurdly insane performance from Steph Curry, you know, 43 points drew a lot of Curry critics had said, you know, he never had that kind of LeBron Jordan finals game performance where he went for over 40 yeah. in, a, in a big time win. That was it. And that yeah. may be what shifted the series and what may end up being the difference maker. If, if the Celtics don't win at home tomorrow night in game six, you might look back at the Warriors comeback led in, you know, behind Steph Curry's second half performance and why they took potentially three in a row, similar to the 2011 Mavs and other instances, I'm sure, where a team goes down to one and then wins three in a row to, to win the series. Um, and then we were talking, you know, just to finish off the point about Tatum in game five, he wasn't even the leading scorer for, uh, or no, he actually was the leading scorer in, in game five for both teams, uh, with 10 to 20 mark five of nine from deep, but the rest of the team, you know, failed to, you know, the next closest was Marcus smart with 20. And that's just not going to get it done when you're not getting that kind of level of performance from your teammates as you had been in the first couple of games, especially game one, when they were able to, you know, pick up the slack when he was having an off night and and they were able to come away with get that big victory that we thought might set the stage for the series, but may prove to be a moot point at the end of it. Yeah. And the fact that the Celtics really couldn't, you know, muster up a win uh, in, in game five, with the Warriors and uh, not completely Curry, but from deep, uh, mm-hmm. shooting pretty bad, you know, from three, uh, nine for 40, 22 and a half percent from, from deep. And Curry didn't make a single shot from deep and shot nine of them. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he said it obviously bothers him 
because uh, he's a shooter and you want to impact the game that way. But thankfully, that's not the only thing that you do out there on the court. And, you know, that kind of that kind of rings true to Jason Tatum because, you know, he's a scorer, as people know. And we know he can do things defensively, but his scoring has not been great. Obviously, only averaging 23 points per game has had to do a lot of different other things. You know, he's got he has averages of seven rebounds and seven assists in this series. And, you know, he's affecting the game in other ways, you know, defensively, you know, blocking shots, getting some steals and, yeah. you know, just being effective on the court, even if it's not offensively scoring the ball. Because, you know, he's I, I haven't looked at his raw percentages again since that last time. I guess we can go ahead and just look at it again. Mm-hmm. Um when we looked at it the last time, BJ, he was shooting 50% from three. I mean, he's yeah. not far off from that right now. He's still just missing his bread and butter shots. Yeah. You know, everything inside the arc, the mid range, the elbow short corner where he likes to live. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's in part of, you know, golden state making things tough on their best guy. But, you know, Jason Tatum, if he's to be a great player, I mean, he's gotta, he's gotta get that get that going and uh the man's having trouble at the free throw line too like it's i don't know if it's just you know jitters he's not talking about and like he's just way more nervous than he's alluding to but you know yeah and i know i know kobe didn't have the greatest first finals you know when he first got there but you know there's no i mean jason tatum shooting 65 percent from the free throw line that's what kind of excuse do you have there i've seen i've seen him just clank some stuff and it's just just doesn't make sense for this guy so it's just one of those and you know he'll learn from this i think the next time you see jason tatum in the finals if he makes it back he will go crazy he'll go crazy i believe i believe that fully but i think the celtics have have dug themselves too much of of a hole right now um and you know i remember last time we talked about this Derek white was heavily involved in everything that's been going on for the celtics has not been very involved no and and BJ, aside from out of players that get 25 plus more minutes, Robert Williams is the only one with a positive box plus minus yeah. for the Celtics. Uh, Jalen Brown is neutral, but it's not positive. You know what no. I'm saying? So no. I mean, he's an he's an even kind of net rating there. So everybody else is not doing great. And the only one, you know, uh, doing you know consistently good, not in, not out, Robert Williams and. Uh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna command some money this off season. Yeah. Um, so, um, but just, it's just kind of to go back. Sorry, going back to your point about uh, Derek White, game five, negative thirteen plus minus one point. That's just yeah. not gonna do it. And you know, I, I you we were talking about Jason Tatum's free throw struggles. Mm-hmm. Boston missed ten free throws as a team in that game, and that ended yeah. up being the difference maker. I mean, that ten points that ties the game right there. Now, yeah. obviously, you know. You can't say if ifs and buts and everything like that, but you know they call them free throws for a reason. And if you're clanking that many, then odds are you're not going to increase your chances to win. Man, and uh, we looked at the shot chart last time on Jason Tatum, BJ. It's mm-hmm. it's more of the same story, and it's so weird how this is kind of lining out. So so get this, okay. from three. At least, you know, the top of the arc, not the corners. Mm-hmm. He is 19 for 37 from from uh, the top of the arc there. In the in the one corner, I believe it's the left corner, if you're looking at the basket. Mm-hmm. He's 0 for 3 in that corner. Hasn't shot in the up. From the free throw line area, mm-hmm. or in all the mid-range, you know, like we talked about his bread and butter, the elbow and the short corner, all that mid-range area. 
Buddy yeah. is four for 20. Four for 20. And then at the rim, you know, attacking the rim right at the basket, seven for 14. You know, not bad, but you want a little bit more at the rim stuff. You yeah. want a higher percentage there. But, yeah. you know, in the paint in total, rim and just painted area in general, he is only 15 for 42. Oh, it's Ugh. it's pretty rough. It's that's, pretty rough. Almost 30 percent. And for a guy scorching from deep, it's just so weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think we've ever really seen a performance like this. You know, maybe outside of the just the three point specialists where they're, oh. you know, shooting so many threes and making them, but not doing as well with the rest of their their shots. And especially for a player like Tatum that, as you mentioned, you know, that's his bread and butter. That's where he you know, that's where he is able to, you know, attack. And when they they think he's going to spot up and shoot a three and, and they get him, you know, they get up and try to jump and, and try to stop it. And he just gives him a little rope a dope and, and drives and, and takes the easy bunny for you know, for two, I mean, I, when you're, when those aren't falling, that's not going to win you games. And I don't want to give too much credit to the Warriors. Cause I mean, it's obviously it's, I think it's obvious that it's just his shooting. Yeah. Cause he's doing it at the free throw line too. And that's mm-hmm. where you kind of get it. Like, you know, if he's making his free throws, you know, his shot is on, you know, Warriors defense is just affecting him or he's got, you know, some yeah. mild jitters, but he's missing free throws and jump shots that he makes all the time and practices yeah. more than anything. So, yeah. I mean, it's a fat combination of this man is just extremely nervous and his, he's miss he's shots not falling at the right time. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, before it's, it's, this, he was cooking in the, in the playoffs, but now here we are. Do you but, think that, uh, do you think maybe it's a little bit of that and maybe some fatigue? I mean, this has been a long playoff, a yeah, long season. And I maybe, would, you know, when you, when you've been shooting as much as he has and you have to rely on, on him to get as many looks as, as they've been, you know, relying on him, maybe his, his legs just, you know, he's he's just not got enough enough left in the tank, perhaps. I I would com- I would mostly cite tiredness. I'll cite mm-hmm. it a little bit, but not as more as I as much as I usually would, mm-hmm. because he's able to knock down the deep ball. Yeah, I so it, it, is it just like, confounds you. What what could possibly be the the cause of this? Where he's yeah, so good from deep, but he he's he's just clanking everything else. Right, like a tired guy, you would think the three would probably be the hardest thing to hoist up. Yeah, you know, and knock down. Aside from you know mid ranges, short corner stuff that's closer, and you have to put as much on it. But I'm I'm not in shape, Drew, and the three point <laughs> shot is definitely the when I've been you know the rare time that I you know don't pull a muscle or fake a muscle when I'm you know shooting my jumper. Uh, the three point one is the the hardest for me to to connect on. I have to yeah. at least you know I I'm probably. Go on one for 50. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I hope not. That's a lot of misses, Beach. Yeah. Well, um, I hope not either. I it just, it's, it's, it's quite a while. It feel, feels like it before you get to, to see one fall. So, all right. And uh, relatively quick hits here for the last bit of uh, NBA final. Well, first off, do you think it's ending in six tonight with Golden State winning it? Or do you think it goes seven? And if it goes seven, who wins? I think if Boston wants to win the series, they've got to win. I mean, it, it you know that should go. Well, I mean, well, I, yeah, because they got to play another game and hear, hear, hear me out. I I don't think that. I think there would be more momentum going into Game Seven. Obviously, if they don't win, the series is over. But you know, you know what I'm trying to say, where they can use a it, Game Six win as a springboard to go on the road to win 
Sunday night in game, potential game seven if they win game six because they got the home crowd behind them. You know, the Warriors, I, I think the if if what we saw from Andrew Wiggins in game five, Drew, on, on Friday where he was uh, – or not Friday, sorry, Monday. I don't know why I uh, got my days of the week confused, I guess. Mm-hmm. I need to go back to kindergarten. Uh yeah. When what we saw from Andrew Wiggins, it, it shows that, you know, the Warriors, we talked about last week with Clay Thompson kind of, you know, struggling to find his shot. Well, you know, he, he's he's responded since then and, and has made five or more threes in two of the three. He made four in game four um, and, and has averaged, you know, I think he had 25 in game three. He had uh, 23, I think, in game four. So, you know, he, he's not been the same. But he's slowly, I think, you know, kind of he's not necessarily as big of a, in a funk as he was. And then, you know, when you had an off night like Steph did from behind the three-point line in, in game five where he went over nine, it just shows that the Warriors, you know, next man up. If it's an off night from Curry, then Andrew Wiggins steps up. If Clay's not having an off, or, you know, if Clay's doesn't have it, then then Curry finds a shot. Are you beating Jordan around Poole. the bush? No. I just then trying make to your, go. Make your official pick. All right. I I think that the Warriors just have too much. I think it's going to be Warriors in six. I think it's going to be Golden State tomorrow. I. Yes. You know, I mean, I I think it's I think the only way Boston wins is if Tatum keeps shooting and and actually improves himself inside the three point line, and the rest of the team steps up, and that's not what we've seen the past two games, really. And I don't know if, if I should expect that to change, but you know, the last time the Celtics were in this spot, they were able to win two in a row, one at home and, and one on the road to to steal a series. So that okay. if anybody has done it this postseason, it's the Celt the Celtics team. Okay. I want to get in some quick stuff before we uh, shift gears to WNBA okay. and tell people about DraftKings. Do you think if Jason Tatum plays the next two games like he's been playing this whole series? But the but the Celtics still happen to win both games and win in seven. Do you think Tatum should get the Finals MVP? No. Who should get I, it? Uh that's that's tough to say because it really. I mean, Tatum has been kind of the guy, but he even he has had some struggles. I mean, maybe Jalen Brown. It depends on re- who really steps up in these last two games and what is the real difference in, in game six and seven. If he's struggling from inside the three-point line, I don't think Tatum deserves it just for, you know, being a three-point specialist. I mean, I don't know if that's a rough thing to say or not, but, you know, no, if, if he doesn't find his shot, I don't think he deserves it. All right. couple of quick ones, and then we'll move on. Okay. Give me your biggest disappointments in the NBA Finals so far. I think the biggest disappointment really has just been the inconsistencies from the rest of the Celtics. You know, oh, sorry. Where... I meant players specifically. Oh, player. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, I look back at what we've seen. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to say Jason Tatum from inside the three-point line. I think, you know, Al Horford has had some, you know, moments at times where he shined. But I one just – he, he Yeah, one good game. And that was game one where he was – actually hitting some shots and, and, and some deep shots at that, but I haven't really seen much of him since game one. Nope. It's very Al Horford-like. 
Yeah. So, so is that your only real notable disappointment? No, I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll give you uh, Clay at least for, to Ooh. a certain extent. You know, he's kind of found his shot a little bit since we talked last week, but still not shooting. You know, the lights out that Clay Thompson's known for in in clutch moments. He he was, I think, what forty percent the past three games, if that maybe. Oh, I don't know about the past few games. Um, I know before that he was it was ice cold, but you know four, he's made four. Uh, I think he was four of a four of ten or four of eleven in game four. He was five of thirteen in game three, and I think he was five of eleven on Monday in game five. It's getting a little better, but he's still yeah. sub um, sub forty percent from yeah, both. Yeah, and that's and just three. and that's not that's not who he is. But oddly enough, he's a positive box plus minus. Didn't see that one coming. No. Bare, just barely, but I, you don't even really count that. All right, biggest surprises in the NBA Finals so far. You can give me two since you already gave me two. Well, I mean. If there's two. Yeah, I was going to say what Steph Curry did in game four and, and really, you know, willing to He's a surprise, to, though? No, just the fact that he, you know, answered the critics and actually, you know, had his own Jordan-esque game. I think that was the most surprising to me because it's you know, we, surprising we, though. It's not really surprising knowing what he has is capable of. But you remember, Drew, just after Game Three, there was talk that he re-injured himself in that same injury he had that uh, you know, the at the end of the regular season that kept him you know rehabbing and missed quite a bit of time where he was just coming back, and so everybody was worried about you know, how he was going to look and, and how he was going to, you know, be able to, if he was going to be the same. So for him to not only have that injury happen in game three, but then turn around in game four and have the best game of his finals career, that's what I mean by surprising. Because, you know, everything that had come out about him possibly have re-aggravating that hamstring injury, and then he does that and, you know, effectively if if the warriors win game 6 shifted the series in their favor that's what i mean in terms of surprise just because of everything that had come out and you know that it we didn't expect that from him in that circumstance i would have thought it would have happened earlier in the series if if but before there was a threat of you know him possibly re-aggravating the hamstring okay and then right. i will i will give you for another yeah, I was going to say, you know, we talked about it, but the surprise to me, I don't know if you'd classify it as a disappointment. It's just surprising that Tatum hasn't found his shot but besides the three-point shot. I, I don't – we really don't know what to to classify it as. <laughs> well, make up your mind. Is it surprising or disappointing you over here it's, using it's, different it's words both. when I'm asking it's both. for what? Okay, it's yeah. both. It's okay. both surprising and it's disappointing if you're a Celtics fan. If I want to toss an answer in, I'll say biggest disappointment, Al Horford, but I expected that and I don't like him anyway. So it's just like, yes, I feel great <laughs> watching him suck. Um, you feel justified. <laughs> I feel, I do, I do. Uh, biggest surprises, I would say surprise. Um, oh my gosh, I had him. Let me go back and look at his face real quick. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, there we go. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew yeah. Wiggins, this whole playoffs kind of for the most part, but in this finals, he's been he's been vital. I mean, Clay, like we said, has been kind of stinking it up, shooting it, and that little bit of help that Wiggins has provided for for Curry has been monumental. Yeah. Um. You know, he's not shooting great from three, 
Um, you know, the only one really shooting all right from three is Curry. Um, you know, kind of shortly behind him is Jordan Poole, not shooting as many, but, um, you know, Wiggins has been a real benefactor. He had, he led the team out right in points and rebounds in their last game. And that was the first time I would believe in his career, regular season or playoffs that he did that. So yeah. Wiggins is finally trying to come into his own now, uh, really kind of showing that number one pick off now and really showing that he can be a, uh, a good piece to a championship team. He's still not a top two guy. Might be a nice complimentary three, which is essentially kind of what he is now. I mean, as far as a scoring option, you know, the big three is obviously Curry, Thompson, and Green, but yeah. you know, Wiggins being a top offensive option, uh, a third one anyway, and mildly becoming a second one in this series, he's been really helpful. And, you know, he's right behind Curry and plus minus, and he's been really effective, second leading scorer on the team, uh, leading rebounder on the team. Uh, so, I mean... He he's been he's been surprising to me. Is it too early, early to say that the Warriors won that trade when they got Andrew Wiggins for what was it they gave up? I mean, I, I know it was a pick, but I thought there was uh, was it oh. Russell, D'Angelo Russell? No, when Russell was it? I don't remember who all was in that pick. Yeah, but I mean that's it, like we talked about. He's you know we talked about if the Warriors have another window beyond the Curry Clay Draymond, it's because they got Andrew Wiggins when they did. Yeah, shout out to them for making that move. We didn't think Wiggins was going to be much, but he turned out to be a really good piece out in uh, Golden State. And you worry, like, is this Wiggins? Is this Wiggins who, who Wiggins is now, or is it just a product of his new environment? Um, probably product of his new environment. So I'm. I think, I'm what, I think it could be a little bit of both. I think if he ever does leave, he'll still be. He'll take what he learned. And... Well, we'll see how much you believe in that. With a question I've got later for you, we'll see. Okay. Uh, we, we shall see, but BJ, we shall see. I'm ready for the NBA champs to be crowned, and I'm ready for it to be the Warriors so it can finish in <laughs> six like I need it to. Uh, the worst case I, scenario for you right now is Warriors in seven. Right, uh, but those NBA champs need to be crowned ASAP. Join that finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers, that could be you, can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's right, Drew. If you're looking to turn another small bet into a big part or into a big payday during the NBA finals, you can do just that with a DraftKings same game parlay. This NBA season, a customer placed a $5 same-game parlay and won over $5,000. Oof, wish it was me. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team is going to win, the total three-pointers made, the total rebounds, and more, and boom, you've got a shot and an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew, we're going to shift gears. We're going to, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah. It's, 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 uh, you know, Sally sell seashells by the seashore. Okay. All right, Drew, we're going to talk some WNBA action. We got a little bit later of a start today for our live show. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, it came out the same time it always does every week. But the live show was a little bit delayed because we had some afternoon WNBA action 
with the Dallas Wings losing a close one, but still kind of just let the lead slip away against the, the toughest team to beat in the W this year, and that's the Vegas Aces. Oh, had that one. Could have could have gotten it, it felt like, Drew. The Dallas Wings are who you thought they were before the season started. Not what you saw after they started. I believe it was 4-2, and two, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 4-0 on the road two, or something. Something like, yeah, 4-0 and oh on the road and, you know, a good overall record to start things off with. Mm-hmm. But they turned right back into that team that they were, turned right back in, and showed you that they haven't changed a whole lot. Um, you know, I've still already heard the excuses of we're a young team. We've been hearing that for three and four years now. Throw that away. I don't want to. I don't want to hear a young young team excuse. Not one time, not one time. I don't want to hear it at all. I will. I will discount it every time I hear it now. But this Wings team, they're they're a team that can't play consistently. At least a a full game of good basketball. They can give you two quarters. They can give you a half. You know, they can give you a finish that's good if the start was bad, but they can't put four quarters together that are the same thing in each quarter. If you put the first half the Wings had in the second half that these Wings had, translate that first half into what they should have done in the second half. They win that game. They win that game. Yeah. But they let the Aces come back. You know, I didn't get to see the start of this third quarter, unfortunately. Shout out Valley Sports Southwest for being awful. Um, <laughs> but – the Aces went on an 11-0 run after the Wings were up 16 at one point and trimmed the gap, and that's when everything just kind of started backpedaling for the Wings, and they were just like, it was just chaos. They were just like, they didn't know what to do, it seemed like. And, and you know, when those things start happening, I think the Wings get flustered. They start yeah. allowing easy baskets, taking jump shots, you know, allowing a backdoor cuts that, you know, they shouldn't let, you know, happen all the time, you know. Um and, you know, it kills when, you know, when, uh, you know, scores they got, they like to go to sometimes. So, and, and key players defensively, like Kayla Thornton, who had an early couple of fouls and uh, Isabel Harrison, who, who got in foul trouble today, who's, who uh, coach VJ has been wanting to get back into a groove because she's yeah. been saying she's been kind of up and down with her scoring, which that's, I don't think that's in part of Izzy, but whatever. Um, so, Dallas has got to put things together. You know, they, they give you the same answers every time. We just got to be consistent. We got to, we got to be disciplined. We got to, I mean, you got to let go of the egos. Uh, we got to play together. Can't allow backdoor cuts. Got to stay together defensively. Got to stay aggressive on offense. Do it. Do, do it. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of get tired of the same generic answers instead of like someone going in depth. Instead of being like, you know what? You know, Arike Agumbawale has just been in her head lately. Um, you know, we've had these talks. Uh, she said blah, blah, blah has been getting her to her. She, she does these methods before the games to try and get back into blah, blah, blah. And we'll see if those things work. We don't get any of that. We just no. get, you know, uh, Arike has just got to be Arike. Uh, we need her to score. Uh, this team goes as she goes. Yeah. Example, things like that. But we don't get the in-depth of, like, the meat of what could be going on to, like, expound upon it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Oh no! I just gotta, I just gotta make shots. Uh, we just gotta be unselfish, and we gotta play together. It's, like, it's what? just the standard lines that you're gonna that's, get. Though. That's, that's horrible, though, because they don't use that. It's not always been like that, and you know you kind of get that same in every sport, though. I think. And, I don't think in every sport a coach, that, a coach or player that wants to give you something will give it to you. A, a team that wants to hide something will hide it. Yeah. And and BJ, as we know, as a high school 
football play-by-play guys, we know from coaches in high school level, they love to do this. We can get a lot of coach speak. And that coach speak, uh, you know, as far as this athletic perspective goes, has translated to the players. You know, it's not the coach giving us coach speak. She's answering stuff. I mean, we can see yeah. Coach VJ's emotions all the time. She's yeah. cussed one time on the on the post game. It was accidental, but you know, you yeah. can see her frustration. She'll 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 tell you like, "What's up?" Like, "Hey, these players are being selfish." Like, "Hey, you know, we're allowing backdoor cuts. Hey, we're not communicating on defense or whatever." But yeah. This team's got to get it together. This is the third four-game losing streak, BJ, in the past two seasons. They had two last year, and they've already got one this year. Well, you don't, want, mean, you don't well, want me to get the three-game losing streaks. That's way too many in the past few seasons. No. This, you can count it more than – you might be able to get two hands on it. So, <laughs> well, here, here's what I'll say. You know, Yes, it is a four-game losing streak, but also consider the opponents they've played in these last five. Oh, they went on the road and, and beat Seattle – Without who I think Stewie was still kind of, you know, was she still in protocol at that point or was she just coming back? She played. Okay, but it wasn't the same that we saw from her the over the weekend here at the College Park Center. I mean that that fourth quarter on Friday night, back and forth, you know, just shot after shot. Arike would hit one, Stewie would hit one. It was just insanity. What you expect from a, a wings uh, wings storm game. Uh, and then Sunday I didn't get to watch, but I know you, you were there and, and it wasn't quite the same that the wings were not able to, you know, fix the problems that, that led to the loss on, on Friday night when they were coming from behind and nearly got the, the victory, but they also have played the aces twice who have been the best team in the league for a reason so far this year, Drew. And so maybe God. it's just because it's been a tough part of the schedule, but Man. there are some things they need to fix as well. Man, y'all sicken me cutting this team so much slack. Oh, my God. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Like, because it's the same thing year after year. Oh, my God, they had a tough stretch of Seattle and Connecticut. Oh, a tough stretch of the Aces and Connecticut in the storm back to back to back. Well, I know. They've they've gone and won at Washington (laughs) and Connecticut already this year, Drew. Don't want to hear it. We don't, I don't want to hear no excuses about tough stretches. Yeah. Every stretch in this league can be tough. Yeah. Every stretch in this league at any point can be tough. And this team has just – I mean, and and I'm over here complaining about them saying they got to be consistent. They do. Oh, my God. Put together one game where you don't have any grievances but to say they just played better than you or you made one mistake. Like, get to that point to where you're talking less and less about the same things each game as to why you're losing. Like, if it's, I don't know, if it's just one small thing, that you know, that's something you can get over, you know? But consistency? My God, we've been talking about the Dallas Wings and consistency since I started covering them. Since I started covering yeah. them, and that was 2018. Yeah. That is five different ball clubs. Seasons. Yeah. And three and four different coaches that have not been able to muster consistency within this roster. No matter who's here. No matter who's here. Some yeah. of the players are most of the same players. Some of the players are most of the same players. But but same old sh- crap keeps happening. And it's just getting annoying with this team. Um you know, they've, they've got a lot of talent. They can put things together. And one thing that's been severely getting their way this year specifically 
We know, you know, Enrique's antics haven't been great, but just general egos within this team. And that's the problem with yeah. and I'm 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 gonna come at Greg Bibb on this one. I think Greg Bibb wants to be Jerry Jones so bad. I think he wants to be him really bad to have his paws on a championship if this team ever wins one. He wants his fingerprints all over it. You know, him yeah. being so adamant about drafting a team, growing up with it, with it and trying to win with it is him trying to have his fingerprints on everything. He wants to say, like, yeah, it was me who drafted Ty Harris, Satu Sable, and Enrique Agumbawale and made this trio our championship nucleus for Dallas Wings or whatever. You know, yeah. he, he wants to feel that he wants to be a – he wants to feel like he did that kind of like Jerry does with him keeping control over everything Cowboys for the yeah. most part. And it's coming to a fault. And, you know, when they got Tierra McCowan, they did, they do need re they didn't need rebounding and rim protection. Yes. But I mean, even though that might not be a bad player to add into your team in Tierra, it's not how coach wants to play at all. And she's been very adamant since she showed up how fast she wants to play. She wants to lead the league in pace and in steals. De'Ara McCowan is not a fast individual and is extremely bad in space. She's, she's a good body, she's a good size, and if you can get the post-ups going to dominate in a size advantage or if she can beat a matchup her size one-on-one, -on -one, awesome. But how effective and how how much of a good shot is a post-up these days, BJ? It's it's not. It's not no. a good shot. Not, and, not the way they're playing basketball. Anymore. And and there was a metric during the season for the Dallas Mavericks when we still had Porzingis that, you know, after the Carlisle era when he was he was still posting up, you know, that's not a shot that every NBA team will recommend as far as going into like, you know, setting up a post up. Like nobody nobody really does that anymore unless you got Embiid, then he mm -hmm. does what he does. But you know, Porzingis was so good and efficient with his post-ups that it ended up becoming a good a good shot because it was so efficient. You know, you get it to yeah. him, it results in points no matter, you know, you know uh, more often than not. But yeah. in Dallas's case, you can't even half the time get the ball in there to get the post-up. There yeah. was a clear example today where they're trying to force-feed Tierra McCowan inside. I think it might have been on Asia, but she was – I mean, she was clouded with two other wings floating back because it was so clear and obvious that they're just trying to toss it into Tierra. They don't make it like, you know, they're swinging the ball, pump fake here, you know, dump back in. It's just, oh, I can't get you here. Get back, back, still try and toss it. And people are just, you know, you know, Kelsey Plum is shrinking back off of, I think it was Ty Harris who passed the ball, shrinking back to kind of play back a little bit because Ty has already decided that she is throwing the ball and she's yeah. not going to shoot it. So, you know, they just drop back, make that difficult. Asia gets a hand on it. Boom, Kelsey gets it. And they're going the other way. So um, the post-ups, one, they're not working when she does get it and, and try to score. Like every now and then she can score, but it's not it's not at such a rate that you should keep doing it all the time and make it a point to do it in the games. Yeah. Uh, you know, make her get in there and box out and get rebounds and get points like that because the post-up is just not its just not working for this team. Yeah. So they, they've got to start doing some things that they know work and stop trying to force things to happen just to appease other players. Like, yeah, I mean, you want to get Tierra going. You know, she doesn't really have an outside game and she's not good in space defensively, so you feel like you got to post her up to get her some points. Well, 
I mean, by God, you brag about her rebounding. She can just clean the glass and eat up points like that. I mean, who's going to, who's going to, yeah. I mean, not very few people in the league are be, be able to physically box out Tierra McCown. If she can get in there and get position, that rebound is hers. And, you know, she can get easy points like that. And that would be an easy way for her to be a double, double machine off of yeah. the bench. Cause she's not going to be a starter for this team. Uh, so, um, you know, we went way too far into this wing stuff. Sorry. I get, that's, I, get, I, was, I, get that's all right. I, I get annoyed it, with the team. Yeah. Um, I just want to make this point real quick. Uh, and it will take two seconds. The next two weeks, Drew, if it's still the same stuff that you've been watching. Two weeks. Thinking, I give it one. Well, the schedule is much easier the next two weeks. So let's see how they do the next two weeks. If you're still seeing the same mistakes. I mean, I'm pretty much on the fence leaning your way right now as it is, but I'll, fully jump over at this point and be right there with you. If, if we're still seeing this in, in the next two weeks, the wings, the wings have to turn their four game losing streak into a four game winning streak for me yeah. to really believe them. And they play, and... I think they've got the mercury a couple times. They've got the links. They've got, I think a, a trip out to Atlanta. There's some winnable games. It's just, you've got to figure out, you know, I mean, they've, they've been pretty close in, against some of the best teams. They've got the talent to be up there. They just have to, you know, stop being, as you said, predictable. They started off the season three and two before Satu and Tierra joined. And since then, they're three and six. Mm. Pretty gross. That's not uh, good. Hopefully, hopefully they get it worked out, BJ, or it's just going to be a yeah. whole lot of me sitting at, at those home games at the press conference table, just like, Coach, what was it this time? What can you say this time? Oh, consistency again? Oh, we knew that. <laughs> have you ever seen Have you ever seen the movie The Natural? That's a baseball movie. No, I it's not. the team goes through a, a long losing streak, and so you just see this montage of they bring in like the, um, they bring in the 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 priest after every loss, and and you just see a montage of him multiple times losing is a disease, and it just becomes like such a running punchline because. There's not, they're not doing anything different, and it just seems like it's the same old, same old. It's like, what are you going to get ex- expect a different answer in the press conference? It's, it's just going to be the same thing in just in, in coach speak as opposed to losing is a disease. All right, enough about the stinking wings. Uh, <laughs> WNBA, let's kind of go through the standings here as of right now, and I think that's including the wings. Yes, it did yeah. update it. Awesome. Uh, sometimes they're slow all right wnba standings as it currently stands after the aces wings game on a wednesday afternoon wings still sitting at seventh but a very dangerous seventh as they're now only a half game ahead of the sparks in eighth only one game ahead of the mercury and liberty who are tied for ninth. that is not good (laughs) as as we continue to teeter the only team are one of one of two teams in the league on a four-game losing streak. The other team, BJ, the Minnesota Lynx in last yeah. place. Pretty gross. Um, but um, the Aces obviously getting it done this year. Right now, <laughs> coach of the year is Becky Hammonds to lose. To be honest, so we'll yeah. we'll see we'll see how that goes. Especially coaching up what's you know looking like three to four all stars. Uh, in this year for the Aces as well, they're just they're Drew, well oiled. Drew, I think I think it's hers even if they don't win the final. I mean, it I, is I've a regular season impressed. award, BJ. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I hope she gets it even if they don't win it. But no, nah, she's she's going to win it. Um, even if they finish second, probably I think she can win it. Yeah. Um, the only way I think she doesn't is if the sky happened to finish with the one or two seed. 
I think. I think if the sky are the two seed, they might give it to James Wade, but I don't know. Uh, it's, it does seem like it's Becky's to lose, though. Yeah. Um, but the Connecticut Sun been showing that they're as dominant as ever, you know, with their – they've only had a couple of real head scratchers this season, their opener to the Liberty, and then the, the loss to Dallas in that in that one home game to give them their first home loss. Yeah. And one of their only two uh, home losses, by the way. Um, but they're still as good as ever. They have Alyssa Thomas running the point guard, if you can believe that, uh, with Jasmine Thomas out. And, I mean, Alyssa's averaging nearly eight assists a game. And, I mean, the the engine is, is going crazy for Connecticut. And it's working with mm-hmm. those big lineups Kurt is running out. Kurt is, Kurt is running out a lineup of – oh, God, let me make sure I get this right. Alyssa Thomas at point. Courtney Williams, Dewana Bonner, John Quell Jones, and Brianna Jones. Whew. That's that's a unit. That is a unit. Chicago Sky, uh, really, man, Emma Mieseman fitting like a glove out there in yeah. Chicago. Uh, both finals MVPs are, are playing good basketball. Candace playing good as well. Already had triple-double earlier this season. Uh, so Sky, Sky, defending champs, looking looking good, looking good. Uh, Seattle Storm, mm-hmm. you know, obviously now that they've gotten healthy, they're they're playing top-notch basketball. I mean, as we they, expected, they still have encountered some some injury things yet again. Uh, saw Mercedes Russell uh, is out, and I think Sue Bird is sick. So you know they they've had that bug throughout this season so far. But as long as Stewie and Jewel are on the court, it seems to be for the most part okay. Yeah. Um, and they can pretty much stay afloat. But if you lose Stewie, that's when things kind of fall off the rails. Yeah. Um, Mystics playing good basketball. Elena Deladon still kind of playing every other game, not playing back to backs. Uh, not truly her MVP self. I believe she had single digits in last night's game. Um, but Shakira Austin, the number three pick in the WNBA draft, BJ, Shakira Austin. I really like Shakira Austin. She's a great player. Yeah. Um, she's got the confidence that she's got some ultimate confidence. I mean, if you would have, you know, good rookies like this be as, as confident and uh, as confident in her game as she is and as aggressive. I mean, she said, in, I mean, I'm quoting from the, from the post game. She's I'm like that. I'm she's like <laughs> that. You know? I mean, it just, yeah. it makes, it makes the world of a difference when, she can, you know, have the confidence to uh, come up in a post game and just make the world be known, or let it let it be known that she is just like that, yeah. you know. So, you know, she's big time out here, and you know, uh, anytime that she gets a chance, you know, she's playing high level basketball, you know, whether it's Elena Deladon in the game uh, or not. But you know, she's over here talking. About, I'm just like that, and uh, she says it's her time. So, I mean, yeah. the Mystics have. Uh, you know, it's really kind of, it's really glaring now how good of a trade that was for them. They got exactly oh, yeah. who they wanted, you know, even in, you know, limited minutes, she's still a quality player, you know, really kind of inching in the rookie of the year race. You know, if Ryan wasn't so crazy and Alyssa wasn't starting to ball, it would be Shakira's. But, you know, if Shakira was a starter in this league, right? Now, I mean, which, I mean, I think she could be maybe already because mm-hmm. of her motor and her confidence. If she was starting, she would be she'd be averaging near a double double probably right now because I mean she's extremely efficient. She's one of the most efficient players in the league right now. I'm not I'm not gonna freaking say that she's like top three or anything, but she's she's no slouch. Uh, I don't I don't want to be wrong, but 
I know I saw her percentages or heard about them yesterday, and I know they're amongst the top in the league. So she's yeah. really taking care of business as a rookie. Uh, continuing to go down the standings here, just talk a little bit about each team. Uh, the Atlanta Dream. Uh, Atlanta Dream, they're doing better than anyone expected. You know, we didn't expect Atlanta Dream to be in the playoff race at you know, mostly any point kind of this season. Uh, you know, you knew Ryan Howard would be a good player and be able to score. Uh, possibly coming in, but you didn't expect this team to be in the playoffs per se. Um, so a, a little bit of a shift here, but you know they've had a they've got a lot of mixed around talent, some some veterans, some young people. Uh, you know, to where it's a, a very interesting cast. You know, it's 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 one of those that you know you can't sleep on or they'll win. Um, and you know it, it seems though that teams are kind of figuring things out though with the dream as as things have kind of gone on here. Uh, five and five in their last ten. Um, they were just kind of floating 500, being able to get some, been able to be beaten, lost back to back. But uh, you know, if they if they can start getting some scoring through some others on a consistent basis, and not just having it be the Ryan Howard show, and uh, you know, not only getting it to others when she's struggling, then they'll be able to you know stay at that spot probably and make some noise. Uh, definitely cause trouble. Uh, we talked about the Wings, who are sitting at seventh. The Sparks, Sparks now under uh, Fred Williams. Now um, mm-hmm. he can only do with what he's given with this roster. Um, it's the roster's got talent, but it the talent doesn't necessarily all fit together. Um, they, they're still able to do some good things on the court, but you know, it's it's just not. With, with what Fisher was doing, this team is kind of in a certain place right now to where Fred's got to come in and fix it. Uh, so uh, how he's going to fix it, I don't know. but Or how he's going to try to fix it, I don't know, I should say. Um, but, you know, getting Kennedy Carter some more playing time is definitely a start because we saw the differences between when she plays 16-plus minutes and when she doesn't, how many games the Sparks win and versus yeah. when, how much they lose. Uh, they didn't win the last one. Um that they played, even though Kennedy played some more minutes, but, um, you know, they're adjusting, you know, it's Fred's regime. Now he runs a different ship, uh, than the rest. And I believe that loss was against the aces. So, I mean, that was, you know, Asia revenge game versus Liz, you know, just to kind of show her who's boss kind of there. So she had the petty little Instagram picture with the shot over Liz on, uh, that was great. I love the pettiness <laughs> sometimes, but, but yeah, uh, the rest of these teams on the bottom, Phoenix Mercury, feisty, but uh, trying to figure it out every single day, three and seven in their last 10 games. New York Liberty, uh, everybody thought they were dead in the water, but now they're starting to find some life and win some games. Four and two in their uh, last six, and they've nearly beaten some of the best teams. They nearly got the sky on Sunday. Right. They're, they're, they're ones that if they can actually figure it out, they'll be the most feisty team in the league uh, yeah. over, over Dallas and Atlanta. Um, Indiana, a whole bunch of young players just trying to get some things going. Kelsey Mitchell still scoring at an absurd rate, um, even with all these this young talent around her trying to trying to develop. Um, she could potentially be an All Star this year. I doubt it because the fever is so far down. But uh, Minnesota Lynx, unfortunate luck. Lost uh, Sylvia Fowles indefinitely and just can't win games. They had a close one. Uh, last night, and they weren't able to pull it out. I believe that was last night. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they weren't able to pull it away. So, um, you know, Seattle escaped with one that Minnesota probably should have stolen, but, you know, that's just Seattle. They're going to come away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there you go. Your 
your standings. BJ, let's get into a little bit of three-point contest talk. Uh, you know, last year I was wanting Marina Mabry in this stinking contest, but they did not put her in it. Uh, instead, um, they had some other players who were, you know, not bad three-point shooters, but, yeah. um, you know, would have rather had uh, Marina Mabry in this last year to compete against Quigley and kind of make it a more a more fun deal than it was but i assure you some of these contestants from last year will be returning yeah but i definitely want to add marina mabry to the mix uh ali quigley uh aging relatively in the league i'm not gonna call her old i don't want to be rude like that i think she's <laughs> around like 34 though so uh this this could be one of her last uh three-point contests you, you gotta expect the reigning champ to to be in this she's a three-time champ now yeah um uh, isn't that who won last year? I don't. I don't want to quote myself. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She did win last year too. I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah. She's a three-time champ now, and um, you know we're looking to add some more competition to this. John Quell Jones, the MVP, was in it last year. Jewel Lloyd, Sammy Whitcomb. Uh, so yeah. we'll see if so. So let's see. I, off the top, three-point shooters that I would want in this. I wish I had my top three-point percentage papers there at the house, though. Um, let's see. Um, wait, let's see if I can do some league leaders real quick. Um, I was gonna say you got to have Kelsey Plum. I think she's leading the league in threes made. She's not the not the best in like in terms of three-point percentage, but I think she's sixth. Oh yes, I would like Kelsey Plum in this contest. That would be fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Marina Mabry, Kelsey Plum. Uh, we'll go by three pointers made. Maybe not efficiency, but we'll go three pointers made. Mabry seventh uh, in, in three point percentage in the okay. league right now. So Kelsey Plum is number one in three pointers made this season mm-hmm. with three a game, shooting it at forty three percent. She absolutely better be in that three point uh, competition. Yeah. Um, you could argue points for Alicia Gray as well yeah uh, i mentioned marina they're both shooting uh you know uh, actually making three or making two a game shooting 45 and 42 percent respectively mm-hmm. um those percentages are are above average in the wnba i think yeah yeah i think 40 plus in the w is like big time shooters from yeah. three yeah so i think the average I, I looked at this one year i want to say it was like maybe 36 to 38 or 37 to 39 something like that it's kind of your average range for the three-point shot anything above that is is uh top tier in the league um so sabrina jewel lloyd they're both shooting above 37 right now they're not right in the, not above 40 right now and there's they're you know still really really good three-point shooters there's only a couple in these top uh, in these top uh, three pointers made. Even uh, John Quell is below forty at thirty-eight eight. This, this top three pointers made list here. Only Diane Tarase and Arike are shooting below thirty-seven percent from three uh, of the top. I believe it. At least ten people here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, of the top ten, which ends at Sue Bird, they're the only ones shooting below thirty-seven percent from three. Uh, but let's see. So we got four contestants of this. I'll go ahead and pick mine. Even though Allie Quigley is not as high up on this list this year, mm-hmm. uh, as far as makes and percentage. Ooh, that percentage is 
actually super rough this year. It's actually yeah. pretty bad. They might not put her in the contest. But for nostalgia, just if they do and they just want someone to take down the champ, which that's very possible, I think this should be Kelsey Plum. Mm-hmm. Ryan Howard. I like it. Marina Mabry. Mm-hmm. And Allie Quigley. Okay. Or if you don't want Allie because she's shooting really bad this year, then put Alicia Gray in. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want me to pick four others or can I? Yes. I want you to pick okay. four for sure. Well, I was going to say I wanted Kelsey Plum for sure. And then I was yeah. going to take Alicia Gray if you were going to take Mabry. Uh, I wanted Ryan Howard too. You were talking, you know, Ooh. about uh, her her percentages. I bet your fourth she, is Sabrina. No, actually, I think Jonquil Jones. She's Jonquil back again. Okay. Yeah, she's just below thirty nine percent. She's actually I'm with it shooting shooting above uh, Sabrina. Because so. last year, adding Jonquil in and having the big in the three point contest was their kind of mix up for it. Yeah. I think this year, adding in the rookie and Ryan Howard, who's who's actually one of the leaders in the three-point shooting, you know, that would yeah. be a good, good wrinkle to toss in. Whether whether she makes the all-star team or not, which I don't think she'll end up making an all-star team, but she should go to all-star weekend to shoot in the three-point contest. Yeah, she's tied for ninth in efficiency right now, 39-8, yeah. just below 40. Yeah, she's getting it done. Yeah. Okay. Skills challenge, BJ. WNBA skills challenge uh, coming up as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. what? Who? Who are some of the players that you want to to see in this year's skills challenge? Yeah, I think I want to see you know some some players like uh, I think they should invite Courtney Vandersloot leading in assists. I think she's got one of the the best passes in the game. So you know that would be part of the challenge. Uh, you know, Stewie is one that I definitely want to see. I know she'll be an all-star. Uh, you could make the argument, you know, I, I've i been big on the aces all year, Drew. So if you want Asia Wilson to be part of the skills challenge, I'm, I'm absolutely for it. How many, how many do you want me to, <laughs> how many do you want me to give you? Oh man. I don't remember how many were in the skills challenge. I'm trying to find the, uh, trying to find the bracket. I'm pretty sure there was a bracket last year. Mm-hmm but I can't find the bracket right now. Uh... Oh, it's killing me. <laughs> I can't find it. Well, BJ, well, I could just kind of uh, throw out some names, I guess, until I find this dang thing. What about uh, Skylar Diggins Smith? Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Natasha Cloud. We talked about the Mystics. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa Thomas. Yeah, that's a good one. That would be Erica Hamby. Man, where the stink is this stuff? <laughs> that's crazy. I can't find it. Uh, is it not on the website still? Well, I'm trying to find it. I've only seen the con- W the three point contestants thing from last year. I don't see the skills challenge. Hmm. Uh, from last year stuff. I don't know. If you find it, that's cool. Um, I don't remember how many are in the skills challenge, so I guess we can just toss out some interesting names unless you find it. Um, I'll look. Alyssa Thomas, Skylar Diggins-Smith, those are, those are good. Um, let's go Chelsea Gray. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Man, okay, take John Quell out of the three-point contest, put her in the skills challenge. Okay. Um. Also, Brittany Sykes, the skills challenge. Uh, they didn't have one last year, Drew. It was okay. announced that they uh, they had it in 2019. They didn't have it last year. Okay, that makes sense why I couldn't find it. It had me confused for a second. Uh, so let's go back and see who those contestants were. I know that was a little bit uh, – Diamond DeShield won that one. Um, that was fun to watch. I got to see that stuff live. Um, I think there was a bracket. Why do I want to say there yeah, was a bracket? Yeah, it was uh, Vandersloot versus Sammy Whitcomb, uh, John Quell versus Nafisa Collier, Diamond versus Collier. Odyssey Sims. Sorry. I, I knew that. I don't know why I confused myself. And then Brittany Griner uh, faced off against Elizabeth Williams. And the Diamond to Shields ran through and, and beat Jonquil for the uh, in the bracket. Okay, so how many were there total? So there were eight total. Eight total. Okay, mm-hmm. so we got we got Skylar Diggins Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Jones, Alyssa yeah. Thomas, Vandersloot, mm-hmm. um, Vandersloot. Man, let's put Erica Wheeler in there. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see Ariel Powers in there. So what is that? Mm-hmm. Five. That's six, I think. Six. Um, man, let's get a get a rookie in there just for some fun. Destiny uh, Destiny Henderson. Yeah. With seven. One more. Um, Isabel Harrison. There you go. There you go. That sounds like a fun. I like list. it. Yeah, sounds like, sounds like fun actually. Be and good. we do know this is coming back for this year for sure. They already announced it because I'm I'm looking just to make sure. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it will be coming back. So, oh man, I don't remember what those. Uh, oh, what what kind of matchups could we have with these guys? Mm. I don't even know how I would set up that bracket. I, I'd make it to where the ending could be fun though. So I, I definitely yeah. just know that. Know that, BJ. They have not announced what events are coming back for All Star Weekend just yet, at least. Well, and everything's it's pretty close because we're, we're less than a month away from it. Yeah, everything's in person, so they better bring both of those things back: three point and uh, skills contest. Uh, three point was last year; it was back last year, but we need it all. Yeah. Point blank. Period. All right, with it or quit it time. Woo! I went far longer than I intended to. Shame on me. I hate myself. Hey, I think it's been a fun episode. Let's keep it rolling all the way through. With it or quit it. All right. We got five questions from Mr. BJ this time around. And let's let's get to the meat of it, BJ. Number one. With it or quit it, Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end in NFL history. With it or quit it? I'm gonna say quit it. Ooh, I think dang, uh, that's quick. Yeah, I I I like what I've seen, you know, Gronkowski in his career, but I think you look at uh, some of the, the better tight ends that we've had all time. You look at Tony Gonzalez, you look at um uh it's not Priest Holmes. Um uh, who was the one that spent so many years with Kansas City? Uh that was Tony Gonzalez. Well, and I, I yeah, I guess it was. I, I was thinking of him in Atlanta. I know he played there later in his career. That might have uh, been one year. It yeah, it might have been. Uh, why am I blanking right now? <laughs> uh, 
I, I do. I, I know for sure Tony Gonzalez. I think would would be ahead of him. There's not many tight ends that I. Okay, I take that back. Up, he had but... five years in Atlanta to finish his career. Okay, I do. I I knew I remembered him being in Atlanta because I remember the the year they they lost to Kaepernick in the NFC Championship game. That was his only opportunity, I think, to go to the Super Bowl because he wasn't there uh, when they went and lost to the Patriots twenty three game. But at least Tony Gonzalez for sure. I'm blanking on other Titans that I'd put ahead of Gronkowski, but I think he's one of the greatest, but not the greatest of all time. Top five at worst. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez resume pretty impressive. Yeah. He would have he would have had a fourteen year streak of Pro Bowls mm-hmm. but missed in two thousand and nine. Was he injured that year or just didn't have the stats for it? Or I guess he just didn't have the stats for it that mm-hmm. year, um, even though it doesn't seem like it was a crazy difference, especially compared to what he did the following years. So that's, yeah. uh, that's mind-boggling. I don't know. But, yeah, he almost had a streak from 99 to 2013 Pro Bowls the entire Man. time. Man. And all pros for all but, like, five or six. <laughs> yeah. Which is a freaking lot. Um but okay, all right. No, Gronk is the best tight end. Respectable, respectable. Number two, pink lemonade is better than regular lemonade. With it or quit it? Yeah, I'll say with it. Um, hey. You know, I don't drink a whole lot of lemonade. Uh, uh, but when I was a, when I was a, yeah, I was gonna say that when I was a kid, I think I gravitated more towards the pink lemonade drinks as opposed to regular lemonade drinks. It depends on if you're like at a restaurant or whatever, if it's mixed in or if you're just getting like a bottle. If it's just at a restaurant, I think I'd reg- get the regular lemonade, though. Pink lemonade is always superior. Remember that. Okay. Remember. Number three. This is what I referenced earlier. Okay. Andrew Wiggins will not make another all-star team in his career with it or quit it. And BJ, remember oh, this that, that your answer will determine whether or not you think Andrew Wiggins is a system player or not. I'm going to say quit it. I think w- there you go. He's that a he system player. Yeah, I th- I think he I think he will at, at some point make another All Star team, whether it's with Golden State or not. You think he'll make one? I do. Yeah. Wow. So you said that he will not. not so, yeah, that's so, not where I thought this was going. I did not think he would be on his side. So he's not a system player. I think okay. What, I think what he'll take away from from Golden State, he'll either make another one with Golden State, or if he goes somewhere else, I think he could make another one. I, it you, just depends. It depends on where the whoa. you know who else in that year or with the league and everything. Well, I mean, that's just provided there's a whole bunch of injuries to give him that spot again because, golly, I mean, oh, man, you think he's going to be an all-star again. I'm going to remember this. I'm going to clip that. Uh, BJ thinks he's going to be an all-star again. Okay. All right. I mean, you, you realize how many of all-stars that we have are getting to the point that they won't be all-stars here in the next five years. And I think Wiggins will, will keep at this level of production and could make another all-star game again. Man, if that man happens to ever, I don't think he should be a starter. Let me preface that. Oh, I mean, no, I mean that's that's not even a question because he will never yeah. be ever, 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 ever. No yeah, I don't think does. he should be. But I think the only chance he has, if he were to ever make any, well, never mind. I don't think he has a chance. I take my mind. 
<laughs> no All-Stars anymore. Number four. The energy drink Monster is, in fact, an overrated energy drink. With it or quit it. I'll say with it. I'm not big on energy drinks of any yeah, kind, to be honest with you. But, one. but uh, I mean, the when I had had energy drinks in the past and I had Monster, it just it was disgusting. I didn't yeah. really care for it at all. There you go. It is disgusting. I mean, there's only one that tastes kind of okay, and that's that purple can. But don't do it. I don't. I don't even do like energy drinks to mix with like with with booze or anything like that. Which oh, doesn't Jager seem like are great. Yeah, I, I have not uh I do not condone that. <laughs> it's good. Uh I think it's actually helpful. It makes you want to pass out less if you take some Red Bull shots mm-hmm. with your Jaeger. Whatever. All right. Number five to close this uh, bad boy out. Blue cheese is inferior to ranch. With it or quit it. So inferior as in ranch is better, basically, is what you're Correct. saying. Correct. Yeah, I'm with it. I, I'm i not a big blue cheese guy at all. Uh, ranch is probably the – I'm going to get a little flack, I think, for saying this, but I think ranch is the best salad dressing kind of anything. That, the, what you can use ranch with, I don't think you can have the same kind of combinations that you can – I don't think fries with blue cheese taste as good as fries with ranch or anything like that. Chips with ranch, you know, it's it's ranch has so many different uses that I don't think blue cheese would be the same as as ranch in those cases. Yeah, ranch is ranch is pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, That's as far word. as what you can you can dip it in. You can, people dip some fries in it. They dip some chicken in it. You know, whatever you can that's yeah. respectively tasteable, you would dip in some ranch if you could. Blue cheese, you only really people who eat blue cheese only really kind of have that with like wings and celery and salad yeah salads oh my god that would just ruin a salad i think so um and as far as dressings go don't sleep on french dressing but you you sure as heck can't put it on anything else italian's pretty good but i only like with salad basically yeah yeah that's 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 all maybe maybe on a sandwich but well bj that is with it or quit it all right Boom. And boom, we have boom, gone boom. through our Dirk episode here. I should have started off with that and called it the Dirk episode. That yeah. should have been that should have been the name of the show. I might as well just made the whole show a, a Dirk episode. I should have done that. I, I <laughs> there's always the ball. there's always season three. 41. I dropped the ball on episode forty one. Man, that's which was a late Techni- tribute to Dirk. Technically, is okay. this is fifty one because of. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So I missed it ten episodes ago. Shame that's on me. Right. That's All right. All right. Well. That's the end of this bad boy. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore lowdown. That's T H A underscore lowdown on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure you're following us on the streaming platforms, YouTube and Twitch. We do do our live streams, the recording of the podcast on Wednesdays at two o'clock, a little bit late today. Uh, sometimes the time change, but we'll always let you know if it does. Uh, haven't had any clips past this week. Uh, but I'll get some out. B- BJ definitely wants some clip from this one. So we'll see if we can some, uh, snag some of those this weekend and uh, get some of those uh, scheduled to come out uh, at, over the weekend and earlier in the week next week. But we appreciate everybody coming in that hang out, uh, that was hanging out on YouTube and or Twitch uh, for however long. And uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. Peace. Peace.